I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. Before I dive into the subject I want to talk about today, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who's been listening for a while and giving me feedback and giving me ideas. And I'd like to say thank you to all my new listeners. I'm starting to see a fun uptick in listens. I'm seeing an uptick in people that are visiting the website and checking out the different things I've been doing. So for everybody that's been joining me, following me, liking what I'm doing, giving me feedback, thank you so very much and welcome. If you are new, maybe you don't know this, but I have a book that I wrote before I launched my, my podcast that, that talked about my journey up until when I finished the book, uh, about the things that I had gone through that helped me learn to essentially begin deconstructing my old life so that I could piece by piece rebuild it to be able to live the life that I want. And even though I finished the book a couple of years ago, that process is still continuing and I haven't been sharing all of that stuff because it's still too personal and new. But as we go along, I'll be able to share more of that. So if you haven't checked out my book, please do so. You can find it, you know, please do so. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not the boss of you. If you'd like, please check out my book. You know, of course, it's on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble or any anywhere you like to buy books. So check it out. If you have read it, uh, I've got I get a lot more people telling me they've read my book and liked it and referred it to people than I have reviews. So if you've read it and if you don't mind, please, please, please go to Amazon, go to Goodreads and give it some stars and write a little something. Just doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a lot, just something to let people, to give people uh, confidence when they're, when they're taking a chance on this author that they've not heard of. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So for today's topic, I want to dive into something that I've just been thinking about more lately and that what it, it has to do with how do we know when we have enough? How do we know what we should be working for? How do we know when we're done? And it's similar to if, I don't know if you've ever started playing a game, like a card game or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, the games you're 10, 20, 30 minutes into the game and you're doing really well, or someone's doing really well, and then inevitably someone goes, uh, "What are we playing to?" <laughs> you don't know. You playing to you know a hundred or five hundred, and so they because they want to know uh, how close am I to winning, or how close are you to winning? So I need to do what I can to keep it from winning, or whatever it might be. And people don't. We aren't taught to think about that. We aren't taught to do that analysis. And if you don't know that number, at least a starting point, how, how are you going to make certain decisions in your life? You, you can't. And 
but just, I'm, I want to walk through reasons why you should know what that number is <laughs> because it's so it's so important. It's so important. Uh, it, it, it could it could completely change your career. It could complete. It could change how you live. It could change how you spend money. It could change what you do. If whatever you're doing starts succeeding, you'll know what to do with the money. If you, for some reason, inherited money from some long lost relative, you'll know what what to do with that money. Uh, if you won the lottery, you'll know what to do with the money. I started thinking about this because I remember how many years I've heard people say, oh, I, I would love to have $5 million. I want to win that $10 million lottery. I want to, whatever it is. If you don't know what you're going for, that money may never be enough, no matter how much you have. And an example of that is like, so like in, 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 in uh, unlike in a card game, when you're getting points, you can't spend those points. But I've I saw that in my 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 career as a financial planner, and it happened to myself for a while. Where as you're getting points, and in this case, money and income, often what happens is your lifestyle slowly creeps up to where you have to have that amount of money because you buy a more expensive house and you buy more expensive cars and you start. Your, your food tastes go up and you, the number of times you go out to eat goes up and your vacations get fancier because you've worked hard and you you need to feel um, there's this need to feel like you're getting the benefits of that work. And oftentimes that's because maybe you don't like what you're doing enough. You're sacrificing the time of doing everything else you could be doing. You're sacrificing time with your family and your kids and and maybe your health and your mental health. And it's it's such a chore that you, you feel this need to reward yourself with some shiny thing to keep yourself doing this thing that you ultimately don't like. Or it's not, you know, soul satisfying in some way. So I think it's so important that, you know, I I, I did a post on social media about this last week about how people get angry that. Like, I wish I would have learned about my taxes instead of magma or something or the nucleus of a cell or whatever it might be. Because they're, they're, what they're saying, people are saying is like, that was useless information. And gosh, someone should have taught me how to do my tax return. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if that's what you're, if you had a wish and that's what you're wishing for, that's a waste of a wish, I think. <laughs> because doing your taxes isn't that hard and you can hire someone to do it if, if, you, if you're earning a little bit of money. Or you can buy a software program, or you can go to the web, IRS's website. But beside the point, what you really should wish you knew how to do, and you don't have to wish, you can just do it now, is to learn how to do some planning and find some people to help you with planning. So you can look at, okay, how much money does it actually take for me to be free? And, and you might be thinking, well, I'm already free. We live in America. And I, 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 the more and more I look at our system, the more and more it feels like some sort of form of indentured servitude. We're free to move around, but you know, you're born and you, you got the, the, the massive cost of healthcare, massive cost of education, housing costs that are going up, houses that are built that just practically disposable, so they're constantly needing money, cars that are constantly needing money, on and on and on and on. So anyway, 
all that aside, how much does it take for you to have enough money to where you don't have to worry about money anymore? And if you're not conscious with your lifestyle, what happens is the lifestyle keep, if you, if you're successful with earning money, your lifestyle keeps creeping up. So that number that answers the question of how much do I need keeps going up. So if you look at how you're spending in your twenties, right out of school, you probably weren't spending very much money. But then fast forward to your 30s and your 40s and your 50s. And if you keep ratcheting up your lifestyle, you know, in the beginning, it might have been, wow, if I had a million and a half dollars or a million dollars, you know, if you look at it very simply, I used to tell people, it's kind of a rule of thumb. If you have a portfolio and you try not to draw out more than three, four percent, I used to use, I liked three because it's more conservative. You would never run out of money if you had it invested in. This is an investment advice. <laughs> you can look this stuff up on your own. But that was generally a rule of thumb. So if I'm pulling out, if I have a million bucks pulling out thirty to $40,000 a year, I shouldn't run out of money if it's invested properly. So when you start off and you're 20, some people think, man, if I just had 30 grand a year, I'd be set or 40 grand or 50 grand or 60 grand. But then fast forward till you're 40, 50, 60, and you've got that big house and all those cars and you're taking these big vacations. Some people would come to me, you know, wanting to retire and they're 60 years old and they might have three, $4 million, but they're spending so much money. They really needed five or $6 million or $7 million. And so then all of a sudden they felt like they felt like they had to like ratchet back their lifestyle and make all these sacrifices and tighten up their belt. So they only were living on 90 to a hundred thousand bucks a year. So that's not a judgment, but that's just really looking at like, first of all, do you want to purchase your freedom in some way? And then there's the other camp that's like, you know what? I love what I do so much. I would do it forever. And part of financial planning and part of the reality is you may not get to make that choice. The economy could make that choice for you. Your industry could make that choice for you. Your company could make that choice for you and say, we don't need you any longer. You're obsolete. Or you might say, well, I'm working a profession and that will never be obsolete. You might get hurt in some way. You might lose the ability to do what you're doing. You might get hurt. You might get injured. Your health could fail. So you need to know how to be free or how to be okay financially, whether you plan on working until you just can't, or maybe you're doing what you need to do because you know ultimately what you would love to do doesn't earn enough money to pay the bills for you and your family. So you're just, you're, that's, that's where I was. I was good as a financial planner. I was good at being a financial planner. I understood things. I was good at explaining things to people. They trusted me and I did a good, I did the best job I could for them. And so I was paid well for that, but boy, that wasn't my dream. That wasn't what 12 year old Carlo dreamed of <laughs> playing with my, my GI Joe dolls and my transformers and I wasn't being like, well, you know, if you got a, just a 7% rate of return, Optimus Prime, you could, you could go back to wherever Transformers come from. 
that's shocking to some people, but that's not what I was doing or thinking. I wanted to be free to be, feel safe and secure. And so that's why I did what I did. But you need to know what that number is in case you can't do what you're doing for whatever reason, or, or you're, if, if you're, if you're dead, like, well, why would I need to know how much money I need if I'm dead? Well, if you've got a family, then you need to know that. And that's where insurance thing, that's where insurance comes into place. And People used to constantly, I felt like there's so much confusion about, well, how do I know how much insurance I need? It's because they didn't know how much money they needed. They had never done that analysis and, and it didn't make any sense to them. And it was so foreign because so um, so few people in the industry, it's changing now, but for years, so few in, people in the industry did financial planning. They were stockbrokers and insurance agents and whatever, and they, they were doing very good at what they did, but they weren't doing planning. So then when I started trying to have those conversations to people, it was foreign. And you need what, and people's people, you need to know that wherever you are, when you're, if you're coming, I, I even think college kids or high school kids should have some level of understanding of how much money am I going to need to live a certain kind of lifestyle? And is there a chance of me doing that in this, in this field? And how much money is appropriate to spend to get an education to go into that field? So maybe, maybe you were going to go into a, a, a field where there's just not a lot of high income potential, it doesn't make sense to go massively in debt to do that if you can do it a different way. So that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> emphasize here. You know, you, you, you need to know how much money you need to have to buy your freedom so that when you look at your life, you can make decisions on your career. You can make better decisions as your career becomes successful and what to do with that money and how to control your expenses and what they can realistically be in order for you to meet your goals. If you have that plan and something positive happens, like you, like I said, you inherit money or you win money, you'll know what to do with it. If you know, I need to have two point two million dollars to be free and you've got your 401k and you've got whatever your assets are if all of a sudden you won five hundred thousand dollars that's a huge chunk toward your goal but if you don't know what that number is it'll seem like more than it is and 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 that's where um there's a study i read years ago i don't know how if it's still accurate but what I always was told is that uh, on average, people who inherit money and people who win a lottery blow through the money in three years. And I saw it. I, I didn't have any lottery winners, but I worked with people who inherited money and I watched them nickel and dime that money until it was gone. Uh, there's a there's a lot of there's some psychological reasons for that with guilt and parental stuff parental stuff and I can maybe talk about that in a different episode but 
I think a big part of it was they had never seen that kind of money. They had no, they had never done a plan. They had no idea how much money they were trying to accumulate. So all of a sudden, whether it was fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or a million, it seemed endless and, and infinite. And then it just got just got frittered away until it was gone, and then they were no better off than they were before they got the money. So I think it's so important to know, to do some kind of plan. And, and it'll help you make better decisions on your cars and your houses and your clothes and your going out to eat and vacation and all that kind of thing so that you can build a more balanced life that keeps in mind living for today and planning for tomorrow. So if you haven't done that, just Take some time, find someone to help you. Not me. <laughs> not, I'm not a financial planner anymore. But there's not many things that, that could be a more valuable use of your time than, than understanding that question that'll help protect you, help protect your kids, help protect your family in case you know you live a long time and then you can't do your job. Do you have enough? If you lost your job, are you okay? Uh, if you died too soon, is your family okay? Having a plan that covers all those kind of things will will could make a huge difference in your lives and your kids and grandkids' lives and on and on and on and on. So I can't recommend that enough. To that's the only way you're going to know <laughs> what are we planning to, when are we done? And it's not about being done. Isn't about just sitting around and doing nothing. I think that's horrible. Uh, I, I want to do another episode just about thinking about retirement because I think that the whole idea of it is just the, the way we've designed it is kind of idiotic where you work till you're so old that you're not, you can't really do anything. That's, that's silly. And I don't think most people want that anymore, but there's not enough, not enough training tools. There's not enough resources to help people really figure out who they are and what they want. And I think, so that's why I think 65 year olds have the same problem as, as, as 18 year olds who are 18-year-olds that are trying to decide what am I going to study and what am I going to do, and 65-year-olds, then all of a sudden they, they can't do that thing anymore or they choose not to do that thing anymore, and they still don't know who they are. They still don't know what they want, and then they're stuck with whatever they've happened to have accumulated uh, to live out the rest of their life. And that's no fun either. So this is about really taking a step back really thinking about what you want, what outcome do you want, and figuring out how much money you need to have to make all that happen. And um, it's it's not – sometimes that's a hard question, and sometimes you have to make hard decisions, and sometimes you have to change your lifestyle. And I talk about that all that in my book, the, the, the choices I made with how I live and where I live that are what – that freed up time, money, and resources to allow me – to, to build the life that I wanted. So I, I was just thinking about that. I wanted to share those thoughts with you. I hope that's helpful. I hope that if you haven't done that, you'll take some time to kind of figure out what those number is for yourself, for the long-term, short-term, and your family. That's what I got. I hope that was helpful. I hope you'll do something with that. And if, uh, if there's something I didn't hit on that, does, that or something that doesn't make sense, let me know. If you like this, and you think there's someone in your life that needs this, please share it. And if you don't mind, jump on, on Apple and do a little review of the uh, the podcast as well. 
That would be very helpful and much appreciated. So I hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you have a wonderful week. And thank you so much and enjoy your journey. So long. 